Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden or boxes to check than a deeply personal connection with our Creator. We are also surrounded with messages that tell us that our value is in our ability to get things done, while at the same time saying that we as women shouldn't stand out or draw attention to ourselves. My name is Emily Lewis, and you're listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. For 26 years of my life, I felt like it was my responsibility to keep God happy by doing all the things. I was desperate to be good and to belong. So I exhausted myself by checking the boxes and squeezing myself into the expectations of what others and what I thought God wanted from me. But when I learned that God loves me unconditionally and with radical grace, that allowed me to let go of toxic relationships with the church and myself. Now, as a beloved daughter of God, a wife, a mom, a kids ministry pastor, a speaker, and a worthiness coach, I am confidently living the life that God meant for me. I'm here to help you overcome beliefs that are no longer serving you so that you too can live a well-rested life, ask for what you want, confidently expect to receive what you're worth, and have deep, authentic relationships with God, yourself, and others. When you are grounded in God's grace and own who he says you already are, it opens up the door for the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I'm Emily Lewis, and I'm so glad you're here, friend. Hello, hello, friend. I'm so glad you're here. You are listening to the 200th episode of the Abundant Grace podcast. How fun is that? I'm so thankful to be here and to have this opportunity to record the 200th episode three years in. It has been one of those decisions to just keep going and God continuing to ask me to keep going and so thankful. It's crazy to think about three years ago, just sitting down, starting the podcast, recording episodes in June of 2020, and then publishing episodes for the first time, starting the podcast in July of 2020, while so much life was happening around us and life continues to happen, right? But it is just such a blessing to be here and to be recording this episode. So for this episode, I wanted to kind of tie back to some of the first themes on the podcast and maybe highlight I think it will organically highlight some of the shifts and growth that has um, happened in my heart over the last three years and just organically then happened um, on the podcast as well. So we're going to talk about five ways that I've experienced freedom that I didn't realize I was walking in or headed towards um, when I started three years ago and also five lessons that I've learned along the way. So fun little nuggets that I have for you. So when I started the podcast, I knew that I was free from trying to keep all the rules to keep God happy. And that meant that I was loved unconditionally, that I didn't have to do anything to earn um, acceptance from God. I could get off the performance wheel. I could rest. I was free to rest and not always have to be striving the first thing that happened for me was the motivation shift. 
shift from fear and shame and guilt to love because I was loved. So everything I could do or everything I did, I could do from a place of love um, when we don't have something to prove or a wall to protect ourselves with, like that we're trying to protect ourselves from worst case scenarios or fear or shame or negative feelings by keeping that wall up of performance. And that wall was coming down because God was showing himself to be so caring and loving and kind and gentle. But there are some things that I didn't realize that were happening at the same time, or maybe I just didn't have the words for them. And I want to talk about like some of those fears. They're no in, they're in no particular order, but we're just going to jump in and cover some of these that have been kind of marinating in my heart lately. These are all things that we get um, when we know how loved and accepted we are. And that's why it matters so much. You guys, I talk about it a lot because it matters. If we know that we're secure and that we're safe, everything else is so much better and lighter. We can have peace. We can have connection. We can have hope. It is incredible. Um, so it just trickles out into every other area of our lives. So number one for today, again, not in any particular number order, but the first one for today is the freedom to love myself. I didn't realize this, but I was being given the freedom to love myself because the propensity to despise myself, hate who I was, talk down about who I was, have a lack of compassion for myself. Those things were releasing. Because when we experience God's love and we allow his love to fill us and we're allowing ourselves to receive because we're not performing for that thing, we're not trying to earn it, we're opening ourselves up to receive the good and abundance and love that God has for us. In turn, we're able to love ourselves and we're pouring back into ourselves what God is giving to our to us and we can release the fear of just ourselves, the fear of being ourselves, the fear of messing up, the fear of um, being not enough, being inadequate, the fear of um, letting ourselves off the hook and the fear of accepting ourselves. When we realize how radically God accepts us, we can extend that acceptance to ourselves. Now there's a few other episodes, at least one, probably two episodes specifically, if you scroll back um, about loving ourselves and the importance of it, but this freedom to let yourself off the hook, give yourself this freedom, friend, this freedom to accept yourself right where you're at. This does not mean that we are not going to grow and learn, but we're going to start right where we're at. We're going to accept ourselves for who we actually are, not who we wish we were. When we begin to accept ourselves, and love ourselves right where we're at. There's so much healing and wholeness that comes from that. And then number two, the freedom to be loved. When we have this radical acceptance from God and we stop performing for him, we can stop performing for other people as well. We can allow ourselves to just be loved, even if we're taking a risk, because it's always risky, right? 
And we humans are so funny. And Nicole Zazowski talked about this in her book and on her episode too, that we, we block good things because we're afraid they might go away. Isn't that crazy? Why do we do this? Why do we block feeling loved by other people or feeling joy because we're afraid it's going to leave us when we didn't fully appreciate when we had it? It's just crazy. But give yourself the, the permission, the freedom to be loved by other people and you will flourish so much better than trying to do it on your own or act like you've got it all together or that you don't need help or that somehow you'd be better off if you didn't need help. And then number three, the freedom from what other people think. We can break free from this and be set free from this because we're already radically accepted, because we don't have something to prove and we're already safe. Then what other people think about what we do, what other people think about how we show up or what we say or what we decide to stop doing and rest instead, all of that can fade when we are, when we know that we're accepted. We can break free from that um, fear that can hold us back. I'm actually hosting a masterclass next week, August 1st, on being free from the fear of what other people think. It's so... Um, important that we recognize these areas in our lives where we're afraid or holding back from who we're supposed to be, or maybe we're letting that be the thing that's causing us to get on the performance hamster wheel and strive and just go, go, go and try to fit a standard or expectations or a mold because of what other people think. We can break free from this. When we made the decision to leave the church um, that I grew up in that was unhealthy. It was a huge decision towards being free from the fear of what other people think. Sometimes we have to take actions and then we look back and go, oh yeah, that was, that was a decision that I made. Or maybe we make that decision even with the fear that's present because we would get stalled out if we waited to take all kinds of action until we had it all figured out or we weren't moving um, without fear. That fear of what other people think might be one of those that you say, hey, you're coming with me, I'm going anyway. And then that fear can lessen and we can give the fear of judgment, fear of being seen, fear of being rejected, fear of what other people think. A little less power every time we take a step in the right direction that is us walking in integrity for what we are know we are called to be doing. And number four, the freedom to change and to grow. And this is really tied in with the freedom to fail too, because when we change and we repent, we go a different direction. We're essentially saying, well, I had it wrong before. Maybe I didn't have it so right. And as we are looking at different things that we've had wrong over the years, sometimes it is challenging to come to new conclusions. It's challenging to say, this is what I believe. It's hard for us because we look back and go, but what if I disagree with this in a year? Maybe I'm going to get this wrong too. 
Just give yourself permission to be fluid. You're not static. You're not supposed to be stagnant in one place. You're going to get some things wrong. I'm going to get some things wrong. Some things I say this year, I'm going to look back in three years and go, oh, I don't think that way anymore. Wow, really? Was I, oh, I really was stuck on that. And as we give ourselves permission to change and to grow, because God isn't asking perfection from you either. We're creating an opportunity for self-compassion and self-love. We don't have to have it all figured out. It's not your job to have it all figured out. It's your job to be um, dependent and to love well and to be loved well. And then you don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to uh, make one final decision. That's the end all be all. You're giving yourself permission. You're extending that freedom. You're breaking free. You're being set free to just be and exist without having to get it perfect. Um, This freedom to change and to grow is beautiful and powerful um, because we are um, able to make new decisions and we're able to improve and not get stuck. And then the last one I have for you today, the freedom to be you, freedom to be you, not what everybody else thinks you should be, not what you think you should be, but who you really are. And we can grow into this. Um, and instead of seeing it as an dichotomy of either I am like Jesus or I am me, we can show up fully as a person that God created you to be because he didn't make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes and he didn't start with you. You are beautifully created and you are beloved. You don't have to apologize for who you are. Have that freedom, that, that, um, openness to explore, to expand, to have fun and to laugh and to rest and to have goals and it, and to be authentic because that is the most, um, amazing version of yourself is when you're not trying to fit another mold. You're not trying to do something or be something more. You can just recognize that that's enough to be you And that is a freedom that's given because we don't have to be more in order to be loved. We are already worthy and valuable enough to be loved. So those are five different freedoms that I didn't realize I was either stepping into or that God would bring me into over the course of the last few years. And it's so interesting to look at the foundation of the first few episodes around the gospel and how grace is applicable to every aspect of our lives. And it still holds true. And I might look at it differently and I talk about it a little differently, but the, the idea still stands that we are free from the yoke of bondage. We're free from slavery. We are free from trying to prove ourselves because we are already loved. We're already accepted. How incredible and powerful is that? So here are five lessons that I've learned along the way over the last 
um, three years and 200 episodes. Number one, I don't have to have it all figured out. Man, I used to think I did. Like if I was going to speak on a topic, I had to have it all figured out or it had to be something that I had done pretty, pretty well. Instead of just speaking from, um, experience or being honest when I don't have the answers, I don't have to have all the answers and it's okay if I let somebody down. It's okay. If you let somebody down, you're not meant to be perfect. You're not meant to have it all together. And when you let that pressure go, um, in anything in life, you are, um, agreeing that you don't have to be perfect, that you're allowed to rest and that you can grow and change. You're not stagnant and you haven't achieved somehow. Okay. Number two, I've learned that I'm allowed to change and shift as I go. If you start a podcast or a brand, or if you um, venture out on a ministry or even being part of a ministry, it can feel like you're supposed to have it figured out from the beginning. And man, you just don't. Whether this pressure even comes in from like graduating high school, what are your what are you, your five-year goals? What are your plans? Where are you going to go to college? Oh, you're going to go to college for that. What do you? What kind of job are you going to get? Like as if we knew, right? We don't have to have it figured out and we're allowed to change our minds. Give yourself the permission to be wrong and to change your mind. We kind of covered that in the freedom section too, but apparently it bears repeating. Number three, I've learned that the presence of God Maybe the most important truth. Man, this could be me because my primary love language is quality time. And one of my core fears used to be that God was just going to walk away and leave me if I didn't measure up. So maybe that's why it's so special to me. But I think if we can get the, get this concept that God is always with us, that he is never going to forsake you. He is never going to leave. This is going to provide the safety, the security, the love that we need in order to make um, bold moves, whether that bold move is resting, whether that bold move is um, do something scary. Maybe that is using your voice in a way that you haven't before to advocate for others or for yourself. It starts with knowing that God is with you. Spiritual practices like examine where we're looking back and reflecting on our day and thinking, now I know God was with me, but where, where was I most aware that God was with me? Or where was I least aware that God was with me? And beginning to bring more of our attention to that is incredibly powerful um, because then we know that we're not alone. It's not all about what God is doing and what God is working. It's that he's always with us. We're not a fixer upper. We're not a project. It's not about what he's doing all the time. It's that he's never leaving. He's constant. He's faithful. He's loving you. This is groundbreaking. It's foundational that he is with us and cares so deeply to spend that time and energy and presence with us. So now number four, uh, 
I've learned that I've been wrong about a lot of things. And this is okay. I've learned that not everything I was so sure of, even three years ago, am I so sure of now. And that doesn't mean that there is an absolute truth. Kate Boyd says it really well. She said it in her episode too, when I got had the privilege of interviewing her a few weeks ago. But it's not that I don't believe in absolute truth. Just sometimes I doubt my own ability to discern that everybody else is wrong and I'm the one, only one who has it right or my group or my my crowd is the only one that has it right. No, we are going to get things wrong. We're going to make mistakes and it's okay. We're letting that pressure go off of our shoulders to always have it just so and have it just right. Have it all figured out. And then number five, I've learned more about who God created me to be. And I want to preface this because I'm going to say something about my own personality, but I want you to apply this to a part of your personality that maybe you isn't your favorite, that you kind of wish was different about you. I did this for a very long time that every time I took a personality test or, you know, you do those quizzes or take the Enneagram or anything, I always looked at the negative of my personality, of the things that were part of me, my traits, and I would immediately wish them away. And this is the exact opposite of accepting where we're at, accepting who we are. And our greatest strengths are sometimes also our greatest weaknesses. For example, my stick-to-itiveness and my stubbornness to make something work is such a gift, right? It's why we're sitting here three years later with 200 episodes, but it's also a weakness at the same time. If I don't let it be um, informed by the Holy Spirit, if I don't let it be informed by what I'm supposed to be doing now instead of what I was supposed to be doing in a past season, it's easy to just be achievery and just go, 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 no matter what, right? So, when we're looking at our personality, it can be easy to dismiss part of ourselves and wish it away. But friend, that is also part of your strength and your gifting. As we get to know ourselves more deeply, as God reveals that and shines light into the places of our heart, we can begin to see this. So um, the thing that I've learned related to my personality is I used to think that being an an achiever was somehow wrong and bad in and of itself. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to do big things and be someone who leads from the front of the room. But also we want to create opportunities and space for ourselves to rest. And we don't have anything to prove, right? So that checklist that motivates you or that um, goal that motivates you, you're more than that goal. You are worth so much more and you are so much more valuable than hitting that target. And that's where we want to be aware of the things in our personality. Just because you are an achiever or you're a deep thinker or you're an introvert or you're an extrovert doesn't mean that that thing is a weakness for you. Um, does not mean that it's bad, inherently bad, 
but be aware of where it can be um, on the flip side. Like, oh, where could this be helpful and where is it not? Because just because it's part of you does not make it bad. So I might still use the words like recovering achiever, recovering overachiever, recovering performer, recovering, you know, somebody who's trying to get other people to like her, Mm -hmm. like that kind of achievement, wanting to climb the ladder at, at the expense of anybody who might be on the rungs below us. That's harmful. But that the achiever wanting to set goals and hit them, that part of me, now it's only part of me, but that part of me is not inherently wrong. And that part of you that can be a strength or a weakness is not inherently wrong either. So you can stop wishing yourself different and start accepting right where you're at and having so much love and compassion that flows from God for yourself and carve a much healthier whole path forward. So there's five lessons I've learned over the last three years and five ways that um, we can be set free that I didn't even recognize yet three years ago when I started talking about God's grace and the importance of the gospel for everyday life. It's still true. It rings true. And, um, It might look a little bit different the way that I talk about it here. And I hope it does after three years of of growth and learning. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to um, be a listener of the Abundant Grace podcast. If we haven't met yet, please, please, please send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to connect with you. Or send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. It would be such a joy to get to know you. Thank you for hanging out in this space. I can't wait to see you walking in even more freedom and more joy and growing because we are already accepted and loved so deeply by God. Thanks so much for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you or you heard a nugget that you needed, I invite you to share it with a friend. Who else relates and would be blessed by today's episode? And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered to own their worth too. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there is nothing you can do to add or take away from your worth. And there is nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you any less.